You're listening to The Bishop Speaks, the podcast reaching all generations through revelation and where you receive information and inspiration from your host, Bishop Bill. Let's start the show. so much for tuning in to the bishop speaks i'm your host bishop thomas bell of cathedral of praise ministries located here in the wonderful city of camden south carolina the oldest inland city also the heart of south carolina and we're so happy as always to come to your homes your cars your workplace whoever you are and wherever you are to educate you to inform you to increase you in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ most of all Hosea 4, 6 says that my people are destroyed because they lack knowledge, information. And so oftentimes the kingdom suffers violence because of our ignorance to the, the, uh, the enemy's devices. So, uh, so that we're not caught off guard, let us go before the throne of grace and pray for direction, instruction, and most of all his anointing to touch us in this particular time. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity, this door, this platform as we have sought your face to, uh, as to what to say, what to inform your people with. We, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us what to say, how to say it, the ability. And we thank you for the information that will cause there to be development, expansion, increase, and growth. And we bless you for it in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right. We're in a season right now where everybody's celebrating uh, being um uh, the nation being free and flags are flying and explosives are bur- bombs are bursting in air the whole nine uh, and we're um, thankful for the independence uh, of this nation but the unfortunate reality is is that all of America is not free and uh, the reason why I say that is because of the common practices uh, that we often see are in our nation uh, trying to silence uh, those who uh, don't agree with the uh, the masses or the majority, uh, which is unfortunate because that's what the whole in, entire revolution in America, uh, according to historians, uh, uh, is all about. What does that have to do with Jesus? What does it have to do with Christ? What does it have to do with the church? What does it have to do with being a believer? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, because he whom the Son has made free is free indeed. Uh, in the Magna Carta, as they call the Constitution of the United States, when you're talking about the Declaration of, the, of Independence, what constitutes being a believer is having uh, confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and then allowing him through his Holy Spirit to speak to you and through you to help to liberate others, not just to be selfish and acquire all of the benefits and the promises that God has for you as an individual, but being so excited about it that you would want to share it with someone else. Um, and it, this is indicative of Many of the things that are transpiring in our society right now because liberty is limited to um, some people but not to all. Uh, when we say we're liberty and justice for all in the um, uh, Pledge of Allegiance, um, we pledge allegiance to a flag um, to the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. That's the original statement of it and when you uh, do a parallel with the scripture 
as I quoted the scripture out of, I believe it's John 8 and 32, he whom the son is made free has the deed and the title to his own life. Uh, and that's what it's all about. As a matter of fact, the original Puritans and worshipers and faith-based uh, 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 persons who came here from uh, Europe, that was their intent to give liberty to worship, liberty to speak, liberty to live, uh, even though all of the land that was acquired by this government was stolen. Uh, there was genocide, the indigenous people that were already occupying the territory. Uh, and, the, you know, this is the irony of it all is um, there would have been sharing among the indigenous people, but greed and control and supremacy kicks in and calls uh, those that came from Europe to believe that all of the land belonged to them and that uh, the people that already occupied the territory, that they were savages, that they were uncivil, that they didn't know what they, you know, the, the jewel that they had in a nation. Well, I beg to differ. People just trusted uh, those who were of European descent, and every time they had conversation about building uh, relationships and making treaties and having limits and uh, sharing portions of the land, then what greed did, it kicked in, and it caused people to become violent and uh, and become the very thing that they were calling the, the individuals who were preoccupying the territory, and that was savages. Um, so some uh, one or two billion Acres of land, I can't remember the exact amount, but every acre, every blade of grass, every grain of sand is stolen property. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, you can pretty much sum up uh, the European ideology, which was God sent them here to take over somebody else's land or to become the, uh, the superior or the supreme uh, group of people. Now, that may not have been the original intent, but it, it actually ended up being that, especially when uh, you serve a God other than God, which Second uh, Corinthians 4 and 4 says that you, um, the God of this world, have blinded the minds of those who came here, uh, and their minds were blinded by greed. The original sin of America was not uh, the enslavement of indigenous people and people of African descent. Greed uh, was the, the original sin, and, uh, and we are still living... Uh, trying to get past this particular challenge uh, right now. Uh, I just want to read a little bit, speaking of, of um, national anthems, the Negro national anthem, the, the last verse, I want to uh, read this uh, as I begin this, this particular subject. And we're going to be talking about what what's the difference between freedom and liberty. Me and my goddaughter were sitting here, we were talking. Interesting subject. Well, let me read this first. God of our weary years. God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path, we pray, lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee, and lest our hearts, drunk with the wine, wine rather, of the world, we forget thee. Shut up beneath thy hand, may we forever stand. Excuse me. True to our God and true to our native land. Uh, people who are uh, considered or called African Americans, as a matter of fact, we've gone through a, uh, a number of different, uh, I guess, definitions as a culture of people uh, from Negro, Black, uh, uh, African American, 
you name it. So African American is sort of kind of the label that stuck with us the past, I guess, uh, forty plus years. Um, and even though we're not from Africa, we are descendants of those who are from Africa. So we uh, we have the the title uh, African American. And what's amazing is if all of us are Americans, as many of the congressmen and as people make declarations and people who are even behind pulpits, you know, we, we put a hyphen in between American. But if we're all Americans, why do we have to have a hyphen? <laughs> you know, we're just American. You know, American who's black, American who's white, American who's Asian, American who's Spanish. But because of the social construct of a caste system, C-A-S-T-E, just like in India, but it's based on educa- uh, education, economics, ethnicity, and uh, and equality as it relates to um, being uh, uh, employed, entrepreneurship. All of these things are, are things that have been um, uh, listed and and, uh, and labeled so that we would always know who the supreme. Uh, culture of people in America is. Let me let me help you so, so that you don't think I'm just throwing off or throwing things out there. This goes all the way back to 1638 and the first 20-odd slaves were in, enslaved in 1619. And the 1619 project is a whole other subject matter but let me just plug this in there. Uh, this uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones who wrote a New York Times uh, op-ed about the 1619 Project, and uh, the GOP, the Republicans, and all of those, they they needed some type of dog whistle in order to rally the troops together to make a us versus them. No, it's a us with us. Uh, Because when my forefathers were enslaved in 1619 and they arrived in in Jamestown, Virginia in 1619, uh, they were designated to be the permanent, subservient, subjugated, enslaved people no other no other culture of people first of all the indentured servants could mingle and mix in uh with the people of the land and uh and they could they couldn't be identified because they were white just like other white europeans and then the indians they couldn't be captured and enslaved because they would join with other tribes and uh, and fight against the europeans but when you have a man that's totally black you i mean it, you can't hide yourself you can't hide among uh you know the the runaways and and those uh you know that were the indentured service initially the indentured servitude was people that were serving terms or sentences from um over in england and um or european countries and they kind of used this as a drop off point uh kind of like Al- alcatraz uh, in uh in california and they dropped off all the and we don't hear that part of uh, of the American history. All we hear is the, the national anthem song. We, we we celebrate the explosions in the air and beating the British and so forth. And we're in a town here in Camden, South Carolina, part of the Revolutionary War, a big reenactment every year. Um, and there's a, 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 the Cornwallis House, which was a, a General Cornwallis was one of the big wigs back in the day during the Revolutionary War. Well, let me help you. If... The enslaved people had not been a part of the Revolutionary War. America would still be under the colonization or the influence of the British government. 
and that's the first war, right? The, the Revolutionary War. Then any other war that has been fought on these grounds, the Civil War, the South would still be in control and we would not have to worry about an insurrection because everything would have still been as it was. The North and the South would have maintained the, uh, the Industrial Revolution that began in the North would have continued and the South had it not been occupied by its own, uh, well, had it not been forced uh, to give up its slaves uh, in, uh, in the 1800s, then we would still have the two separate um, entities, which we actually still have. It's like two invisible superpowers and it's being, uh, become more prevalent over time. What does all that have to do with being a believer and being saved? I'm glad you asked me again, because uh, unless everybody is free, then uh, there is no real liberty. Um, and f just because you let people loose, or you don't have, you know, you don't, you no longer have them working in your field, uh, it does not mean that they truly have liberty. I'm going to give you the definitions uh, of liberty and freedom in just a second. So this is what uh, when we when we hear uh, Dr. King as a as an African American male. Negro black man, I love that I have a dream speech, um, you know, and it is it has so much content, content, and strength and structure and order, and hope, but we have people who did not want to celebrate his birthday, um, and I'm not going to get into all of that, but uh, in exchange for it here in South Carolina, in order for us to celebrate it, uh, there was a compromise of having a Confederate Day. So Confederate Day is like celebrating the people that just performed the insurrection at the beginning of the year, uh, at the beginning of uh, 2021 in, uh, in Washington, D.C. How, how wonderful would that be to celebrate the people that just tried to take over the government, which people are in, in denial of, which is totally ludicrous to me, but that's, that's another uh, conversation. All right, this is the definition of freedom. I have three different ones. Uh, first, it is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Second definition, the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved, freedom. The third definition that I have written is the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice, or action, liberation from slavery, or from the power of another. That's freedom. So in 1863, January the 1st, one, one stri strike after uh, one, I'm sorry, after 12, all of the former enslaved people in America, especially in the southern states, were liberated. It was called the Emancipation Proclamation. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the state of Texas did not want to follow through with it, and, it, and they had to be forced by federal troops, uh, General Order Number 3, to release uh, the former slaves two and a half years later. All right? The next uh, definition is liberty. So this is the difference between liberty and freedom. Liberty is equality or state of being free. Second definition, the power to do as one pleases. Third definition, freedom from physical restraint. And final definition, uh, permission especially to go freely 
within specified limits. And with these two definitions, uh, it's, it's a difference between no longer being an enslaved person and then having the liberty to vote, to live in communities, to shop where you want, to do what you want. Uh, and that's the difference between freedom and liberty. We're in a country that's free, and you can express yourselves, uh, but you have to deal with the repercussions of the powers that be or those that still believe that they still have supremacy over you to say what you want to say. You can't say what well, a black person can't say what they want to say on the job. They can't because their whole life is dependent upon the employer. So uh, you can't walk out unless you got a whole bunch of money or you got somebody that's got uh, resources or you're an entrepreneur yourself. It is impossible for you to have the freedom to say what you want. As a matter of fact, uh, the Blue Cross Blue Shield, there were several people uh, that were a part of my ministry um, when President Obama was first elected in 2008. And a, a message went out that no one would celebrate, that there would not be a mention of the newly elected president. And it was because the powers that be had the power to tell you, you don't have the liberty to speak about this black man on my job. And if you do, you're going to jeopardize all of your rights, privileges, and your occupation if you do so. All right. I'm going to have to come back because my time is up. But I'm going to do a part two to this, believe me. When I tell you, freedom is not free. Uh, there's so many, um, you know, uh, declarations and words and um, and statements that, that have been made by so many different social icons and uh, activists. And uh, it's amazing that in America, you can speak, speak as freely as you want unless you're black. You can be gay. You can be Asian. You can definitely be white. But you cannot be black and say what you want to say without people feeling intimidated or one to shut you up and shut you down. Uh, and it's evident. Dr. King was assassinated uh, not because he was a, a freedom fighter. He was shut down because he spoke out against the military-industrial complex who was fighting a war that was an endless war that they never won, but because he told them that, that it was wrong, then he lost his life. He was, he was, he was uh, speaking on behalf of some garbage men who were... Uh, who were protesting in Memphis, Tennessee, and on April the 4th, 1968, because his voice went out against the power that he and he lost his life. Uh, so, listen, we're going to do a part two to this, so um, I'm going to be, I'm going to say, uh, uh, be prayed up, stay safe, and stay strong until the next time. God bless.